I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Bobby Moore and Sir Jeff Hurst. The trailer booking and Billy Bones. Paolo DiCaprio. West Ham United. We celebrate our victories. We stick together in defeat. Proud of our history, West Ham United, more than just a podcast, more than just a podcast. Good afternoon, good evening, or good morning. This is more than just a podcast. Podcast. It is season nine. It is episode 51. 51. Um, and back is George. Hey, here he is. With his football house and his wit. My wit. And his humour. But but he has got his dinner later, so we're going to have to crack on. Yeah. George, how are you? Where are you? And what are you doing? I'm good, thank you. I am at home recording a podcast with you on this fine Monday evening. Excellent. Uh, back is Nigel. Uh, where are you and what are you doing? I'm in my shed. Hey. No, it's getting short um, and shorter. Dear, <laughs> dear. I, don't know, I don't know if I can get any shorter either. Uh, no, John tonight. He's uh, he's working late. That, that's a good sign, isn't it? The the British economy must be well back. I, I think he's got a meeting with the um, business uh, advisor. Oh, was he? Consultant. Yeah, yeah. Chauffeur's yeah. got some Ask. work at last. He wants. Yeah, so so he wants to. T- uh, John wants to take his. Um, building company global and wants to really go global with his brand so what's what's the name of the business consultant that listens to our show uh it's the chauffeur isn't it mr nolan beep beep yeah i think they've got a meeting tonight so oh, right. there you go that's not true but it just seems anyway we've got a lot to talk about because guess what uh we uh we scored some points we scored we've got some two points. games to we, we we put some points on the board <laughs> Yes, we did, Sean. It was it was a successful week in, in the points, it was. points point of view. It was. It was very successful. Um, because, you know, winning, that's what he does. Yeah, well. Isn't that told, true? He told us, and uh, he's doing it. Yeah. Um, well, so, we won, um, won, won one, drew the other one. But, well, yeah. we, we, still, not bad. Winning and drawing, that's what he does. That's what he should have said. Winning winning and drawing, that's what he does. Yeah. Not losing. Um, oh, you people of little faith. All, all you Moise yeah, Abrogate. I, 
was I was a hundred percent behind him, and I said, yeah. you know, you know, I didn't create any meme just before no, <laughs> we played yeah. Chelsea. Yeah. Not that. No, didn't do that. Not no. me. Anyway, let's start with um, Georgie. Uh, Chelsea. Uh, Chelsea must have been an interesting one because um, your missus is Chelsea, isn't she? She is. She is that her name? That's not her name, but she oh, is right. a Chelsea season ticket holder. Uh, believe it or not. Yes, yeah, so, she is. So, so what was what was it like in your household? Did you have? Do you have a little bet or? Uh, no, you know? I, I tend to keep quiet about it because obviously, other than this season, I'm usually the one getting the grief. So, but well, you you, really you did grief, give a grief so. at the end, yeah. Did, well, you, course, did you rub yeah, it in at the end, or were you? Yeah. Uh, I did, of course, yeah. Um, so, oh yeah, that's a bit personal. Questions? Did he rub it in? <laughs> it's a family-friendly show. This we don't yeah, know. Sorry about that. that. Anyway, t- t- tell us about watching uh, your um, the game with your beloved wife. Uh, well, we watched it on the TV, and it was Good place it, to watch it. It was incredible. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, seriously, it was just for it. Blow by it was, blow. It was a very impressive performance, I thought, and um, I thought we were unlucky uh, to have had that goal ruled out. Yeah. Um, and as soon as they scored the penalty straight after, I thought, "Oh, typical West Ham. Here we go." Had a bit of bad luck, and then it's all going to come crashing down. But then Sutek Salchek popped up again with a, a goal that was allowed this time and I was very pleased to see that allowed and then to be honest when that when the winner went in at the end obviously there's a couple of goals in between but when the winner went in at the end I didn't celebrate I, I waited until, <laughs> yeah, I until it was uh, until it was yeah, given, which yeah. is sad but I did I didn't even move I went ah oh, and I went I bet he's offside and then I waited and I waited and then I celebrated um, I was very pleased when that one went in and yes, I did give the whole of the uh, the in-laws side of the family some grief. Good, uh, glad. We've done the double over them this year. So yeah, wow, what a, what a thing to do. Let me take you to the flashpoint. Um, obviously, obviously, flashpoints. VAR, VAR even uh, failed to give the goal uh, for Suchek. Um, Sauchek, Suchek, whichever you want potato potato um and the reason was that um macau antonio was considered to be offside or or, or interfering with play or, or actually obscuring the vision of their goalkeeper i forget his name um oh, no you don't you just don't want to say it <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> so, so what was your view on the the var incident is is did they get it wrong? Uh, I, I think it's very, very harsh. I guess in the letter of the law, it is offside. He's deemed to be interfering with play because he was lying. But is he interfering with play? But it, no, I don't think he is. And I think the, a bit of common sense has got to come into play there. And you know, it, what is it? Less it was two, three yards out, and it was a good contact on the ball from Suchek Salchek, and it was going to be going in whether the keeper saw it or not. So. I think it is un- unlucky. Yeah. I mean, and... he uh, he raised his own eyebrows. I mean, Carlton Cole, who was doing the watch along, I don't know how you do the watch along, but um, he said, you know, along with well, <laughs> well, I'm on using the Now TV. Um, whether you know what must what is he supposed to do? He's laying down, and I think James Collins, who was in the Sky Studio, said, 
you know, if anything, he was helping Chelsea more because he was covering. It was in the way of the goal. So actually he was helping the goalkeeper rather than hindering him. I did think it was slightly unfair. And you could see by Antonio's reactions. And if you, there's been a table this week um, of all the decisions that's gone against West Ham. And, uh, and I think it is the time, you know, I think VAR has been a complete and utter failure, but we're, we're, we won't make this a VAR one. Anything else to say on, on the game before we uh, hear the dulcet tones of um, Shebman? Uh, I don't think so. Just, just very, very pleased and a great result and a great way great to result. go and nick, nick a result like that as well. Loved yeah. it. Yeah, I, I up to the very last moment thought I'll take a draw. In fact, I we've got a curry club myself and John, and they're all Chelsea. And uh, of course, I was getting a bit ahead of myself when we went two one up, and you know, and then we went two two, and I just went, oh, I'll take the draw, I'll take the draw, I'll take the draw. But what, what a magic moment to score so late. Um. And, of course, I've been, and I'm going to remind um, Nigel of this, a big Yarmolenko fan. And, and I said that he was the man to unlock the magic. And, and I think I've been proved right. And I'll take an apology from Nigel in a minute. But let me just do a stat attack before I hand over to him. But, West Ham had 29% of possession, which obviously meant Chelsea had a, a massive 71%. We had 10 shots Four on target. Obviously, three of them went over the line and one was disallowed. So that's how clinical we were. They had 17 shots and six on target. So um, we were obviously more clinical than Chelsea and, and we did the double. Uh, Nigel, I'm ready for that apology now. Get to fuck. Um, oh. Was you pro-VAR or anti-VAR before the start of the season? No, I want to cover the Yarmolenko thing before we move on to VAR. All right, look, he's had one decent goal. Crack on. I, I talked about this last week. He, he's not just had one decent goal. He had a really good game against Everton where, last year when he had two. He shows it when he when he shows it. And in, I think he showed September it against Newcastle. In September 2018, he did play very well, yes. <laughs> you won't, sometimes you won't admit you were wrong, will you? You just won't admit well, it. Well, what I'm saying is one swallow don't make a summer. Yeah. Right, you could have just said, Sean, you were right on this one well, occasion. All right, look, which is... with, with Yarmolenko, I, I think I've said it on Orange United with Stelios. Four people. I, yeah. I may have jumped, uh, not when I'm on there, they're up a bit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they may, I may have, have, have been a bit harsh on, on Yarmolenko, yeah. but it, 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 I've never really, he's never set, set the world alight for me, to be fair. Okay. All right. Fair enough. No. All right. Let's talk about was you t- talk about the game. Talk about VAR first. Up to you. So let's go VAR then. Right. So was you pro VAR yeah. before the season? I was pro VAR. Right. Me. Yeah. So I was. I don't want to hear you complaining. Yeah. No, I, I can do no, because I can see we didn't. This it's going to work happened. like this. Yes, I can. No, yes, and I can. I'll tell you why. He was offside. Yeah. His head was offside. Now you can go. I don't think he was in play. He's lying less than two foot away from the ball. If that's not... And, and the ball bounced off of Antonio before did it went it, to check. It did. It bounced oh, off it of went, Antonio yeah, yeah. when he was on the way to the goal, though. No, but, but the ball hits Antonio, then fell to Suchek. So if he's not interfering with play, Sean, what the fuck is he doing? Excuse my French. 
He didn't appear in the play. swearing already. Well, but this is the thing. It, Last week, we people, tried not to do swearing well, to, for the family well, show. We managed already. It, it was you that... that, that, that well, he didn't mm. tell us who, who, who offended from Tambridge Wells was. Mm. So, you know... He's not well, Nigel, in. what I'm going to say to you is you should have moaned about VAR before it came in I rather did. than just, I, you know. I think actually you... I was the one that was, that was anti-VAR saying, no, we shouldn't have it because this is the road it leads down to. When someone's yeah. offside, there's there's a millimetre point where you're onside and then you're offside. And that's, the, and that's how they take the measurement now. All this, yeah. well, I thought it was only supposed to be clear and obvious. Well, I'll tell you what, it was obvious his head was offside. It's just about But do you, not, do you not think like, there's almost, there is, a, there is a room for common sense as well? Because, like yeah. I said... Yeah, not, cool. not with an offside rule. It's definitive, isn't it? It's a measurement. Offside Hang on a minute. A if it's, so right, let, me, let me just challenge you. Let's challenge Shedman. If it was so obvious, challenge, why did it take you enough? Shed man, that sounds like I need a dingy. Oh, I, right? I, I called it after the first view. Antonio's head's offside. I, I called it. It took him three and a half minutes. Well, take that, it's that obvious. people. It was obvious I, that Antonio was in the first play. At the first uh, play, I don't know why they... What I don't know the reason they give or whatever whether they were looking through the rule back the rule book it's almost like they were flicking through the rule book to find the reason to disallow it the time it took I couldn't understand why it took so long but in the letter of the law he was offside so when we pull up charts and write articles about how many times that we've been like VAR has screwed us actually this is what you wanted Sean you wanted VAR yeah you wanted these decisions made our people with anyway, computer let's not worry about it. We won. Uh, well, now you want it, it and you change decision, you get called out and you're getting your, your well, ass well, bitten by the thing that well, you championed. Champion. Yeah, I know, but I, I, I'm a flip flop, remember? Yeah, well, the, 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 this is the no thing shame. Place, all complain about things, and you think well, if you hadn't complained about it in the first place and just took it on the chin, maybe we would have humans still refereeing decisions. Referees are make mistakes. We all make mistakes. I think it would be changed, right? Make mistakes. I, I've got a a, uh, a suggestion to change it, and which may or may not have come from a senior source. And the amendment is like this, and it only needs 14 people to pass, and it may or may not go to the Premier League. Um, you get 60 seconds to make a decision. If you can't make a decision in 60 seconds, the original decision by the match official stands. Do you like, do you like that amendment? Say that again. You get 60... VAR get with 60 seconds to make a decision. If they can't make a decision in 60 seconds... The original decision by the referee stands. Yeah, that's fine. I and mean, then wait till they turn around and allow a goal against West Ham that, that with a bit more time and take the TV company then sits there for five minutes and shows you. Well, actually, if they just took a bit more time, they'd have seen that it did its reason. But, it but that's going to happen anyway. And you would have been going, oh, I see. Why are they doing this? Because you're a reactionary rather than just accepting it. This yeah. is what happens. But, it's a long road that's got us to this position. People wanted referees with rulers in sitting in computer rooms. This is what they wanted. They wanted technology to help out the right. referees. Well, we, we obviously did a Clarence Hugh poll of over 1,300 votes and 76% want it scrapped. So there you go. And what, right, we'll go back and look at the polls. 
that you did two seasons ago. Yeah, whatever, know, people you wanted want, it, but we've, right, well, we've experienced it and decided we don't like it. So oh, there you go. We, can't... we won. That's the main thing. Let's talk about the game. It's not a VAR podcast. It is a Chelsea and Newcastle podcast. Yeah. Well, it's not. So no, now I'm moving to, 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 to the, the David Moyes page. Let's talk about that. They were queuing up. People were queuing up to get Moyes sacked after the Spurs game. Yeah. Anyway, let's talk about... Um, well, that's what we're talking about. Hold up, he's just well, two well, great well, let's talk about. Well, let's talk about Moyes. We don't want to talk that. Water under the bridge. Move on. Flip flop. Oh. Um, did Moyes? What, what did Moyes do different? What, what happened against Chelsea that didn't happen against Spurs and and Wolves? I don't think he really sat the team up that differently. To be fair, than what he had done against Tottenham, that you could see the effort that the players put in was totally different. That's what it is. Perhaps he's finally got through to the players. I laid the, the I'd laid the default, the Tottenham defeat squarely at the door of the players for the lack yeah. of effort and everything. You know, the, the the manager can do so much, but when they cross that white line, ninety percent of what happens is down to the players. And and the you way think they were just react. up for it. You don't you don't think it was noble being dropped as some people have suggested? No, because I know you're a noble lover. Well, I'm not a noble lover, am I? But you know, Canning Town boy and all that. Yeah, I, I believe that the club. He's a, he's a noble lover. Uh, yes. Yeah. Um, well, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I'm so I am. Ever since he threw that geezer down on the pitch, <laughs> yeah, he sort of you know what? the love affair. With I him. feel. I feel exactly the same about him, Nigel. Exactly the same. Oh, Think I'd back not, to that day all the time. Yeah. Whenever I think of, and I think I think it's good to have him around the club because at the end of the day, he's a West Ham boy, and we do need a connection to the local area and to everything else in the team that they represent. So therefore, <laughs> that is why you know I like. But I'm still, still laughing at Nigel being a noble lover. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> carry on podcasting tonight. We're in and. And blow by blow, so, rubbing it in. So, yeah, rubbing it so, in. <laughs> you don't think? I mean, I, I thought um, Rice made a great captain, and it, you know, he he, he skippered obviously this game. We're going to talk about Magpies in a minute. Um, obviously, slight hamstring which kept him out. But I, I I was surprised he came back in the second game. I just thought. The whole midfield flowed a lot better without Noble. I'm not an anti-Noble. Don't get me wrong. I think Noble's position now is coming on from the bench. From next season, he needs to start taking a step back. Billy Bonds did it, actually, for a while. He took a step back and he was still at the club, still played. So he did a lot with the youngsters. You know, Billy Bonds, I think 85, 86, never played. 86, 87. But he was playing, he was doing reserve football, bit of coaching with the kids. And he was helping the younger players. And then because we were so desperate with injuries, I think 86, 87, 87, 88, Bonds played and won his last hammer of the year. Yeah, okay. if, if, If Noble can be pushed... Not pushed out, but but take a step back. Give the captain's seat to, to Rice. But there's, there were people on Twitter moaning um, about the fact that Rice gave Noble the captain's armband when he came on. 
Can you think? Yeah, I did. I did see that. We're oh. going to talk about that in a minute. Anything more to say about the Chelsea game? No, we won. Well done. I thought uh, Sochek, Suchek had a good game. <laughs> we just and I thought. <laughs> <laughs> soon, like, soon as, yeah, we've done this, and and uh, <laughs> and, and also Bowen, I thought, uh, proved how good he is. Apart from Yamilenko, I've always been a big fan of Yamilenko, uh, or is it Yamilenko? Um, Yamilenko, so, I don't know about that. He just proved, and we're going to talk about Alair later. Allah, um, you know, we didn't need him because we've we've scored five goals. In uh, in those two games, so let's let's move on to the Magpies. Um, did you watch the game, uh, George? Where did you watch it? I did watch the game. I watched it at home. Didn't find uh, someone who's who's a, a Geordie to watch it with. No, so I'm not married to a Newcastle fan, sadly. Well, okay, maybe you could have an affair maybe. with a yeah, a maybe. maybe I sadly, at the end of that. Sentence. Yeah. Anyway, uh, what what did you make of um, yesterday's game? Uh, it was quite frustrating, wasn't it? Uh, every, the obvious thing, but every time we scored, we conceded pretty pretty sharpish. After, um, I, I, to, if I'm honest, I missed the first goal. I was I had it on, mm. but I didn't wasn't fixed to it. Well, Antonio's point. goal. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, but I have obviously seen it since. So it sloppy a, by them, really. They, it was. They were sort it of was napping. They Bristol's, were really Bristol's sloppy. missed kick when it, and he missed it. And yeah. Um, so they were just napping, and we we took advantage of that at the beginning. But yeah, I mean, if I'm honest, I never felt confident that we were going to win at any point, even after we scored the second goal. I thought it was just. Hmm. You know, we, we, we I mean, I would have taken beforehand. Yeah, no, I would have as well. But I think to go ahead twice and, and come away and with, a, with only a point again is just a bit of a disappointment. And it had to be, I mean, what was your view of the, the second goal? Uh, I was sitting on my sofa. Um, <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> uh, no, it was a good goal. It was 65 it was, inches view of it, wasn't it? It was, yeah. It was a, it was a good goal from Salcek Suchek again. Um he, yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's he's on fire. I mean, he is. He reacted first. He was there. Um, react, react, quick reaction equals goal, as he did against Chelsea. So. Yeah, and it just and had no, to be no a contentious a, offside. It had to be a West Ham fan, wouldn't it? That equalised ninety seconds later, come for a West Ham family. Does he? I didn't know that. Who? Oh, Shelby, Jojo yeah, Shelby. Yeah, I didn't know. Yeah, Jojo Shelby. Jojo Shelby. Um, quick stat attack. Newcastle St- had the possession. Stat attack. Uh, 57%, which means we have 43. They had 11 shots, four of them on target. We had 17, seven on target, so not so clinical. And when I, 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 um, my security guard, Dave, is a big Geordie. He's a proper Geordie, and he's also uh, a Newcastle fan, funny enough, they all are. Uh, and he had a bet with me, all of a pound, uh, and asked him for the draw. How like confident was I? There, though, to be fair, huh? That's like a tenner up there. Yeah, yeah. So, so he had a pound waiting for me uh, this morning on my desk, and he's the first thing he said to me was, "There's only one team that deserved to win yesterday," and I was expect to him because they don't, they don't, you know, they don't see anything past the black and white magpies. He went, "It was West Ham." He said, "You're as safe as houses now." 
Is that what no, you said? We'll talk about that in a minute. Safe as ours is. Safe as ours is. Uh, it don't sound like a well, Geordie, Geordie accent. I don't, I don't know. You could do a Geordie oh, yeah, accent. We are, Nigel. Safe as ours is. Dance with sing to the muddy when the board come in. Um, my view, unlucky <laughs> not to take three points. If we'd have taken three points, we'd have probably been safe because uh, everybody around us is self-destructing. Nigel, what did you think of uh, the Newcastle game? We're improving. That's mm. what I thought. Mm. We're improving. And what it goes back to is that if you look at the three or four games before lockdown, it was a David Moyes side that was improving. The results may not have been there, specifically away from home. Liverpool, we were very unlucky against Liverpool. We then beat Southampton, lost, I thought, a bit unfortunate to Arsenal 1-0. And we were actually looking forward to the Wolves game and then Spurs away, thinking we're in a chance here. We're getting points, especially against Spurs, because, you know, they weren't doing that great. Lockdown comes, throws us out of kilter. Perhaps the first two games was us bedding in, because it seems to be we're getting back to the way we were playing just before lockdown, where Moyes had got a grip of the team and got them playing a certain way. So, mm. you know, the, 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 the anti-Moyes people and the, and the knickerwetters, you know, possibly may look a bit silly. I'm not saying Moyes is some great manager that's going to progress this club, you know, into the upper echelons and compete in the Premier League. But I think what it will do is it will show he can put a team out there that can compete and perhaps stabilise stabilise us. We need a bit of stability for the next couple of years, you know. Because yeah. since we've moved into that stadium, it just seems like all oh, hell's broken loose. We need to just, you know, calm down a bit. I I think I think we're going to be safe, and and I know you're going to say I'm jinxing us and and getting no, a bit complacent. Oh, I do as well. Um, but the bottom four teams are absolutely in self-destruct mode. You can't believe your luck. I mean, Norwich City are 10 points behind us now, right? Um, they haven't won a game since February. And and I really doubt if, if they beat us, I'll be flabbergasted. They just haven't been. Bournemouth seem to be even worse than Norwich. I mean, poor old Eddie Howe. Everybody wanted Eddie Howe before. Uh, they've got five defeats on the bounce I, I, now, I isn't it? I think Eddie Howe's a bad manager. I mean, if, if Eddie Howe was a bad defeats on the bounce. Yeah, but he's just running Five defeats course. on the bounce. He's run, yeah, but we can, we can top that if we're paying top trumps. Um, all right, all right. Hang on. What I'm Let saying, me finish. Go on. Well, what I'm saying is uh, Eddie Howe has served his time at Bournemouth. He's probably had one season too many. He should have gone. He should, a bit like Kirby at Charlton. He could see the writing on the wall. You can only produce a good team a couple of times before you go stale. And that's what's happened to Eddie L. Don't make him a yeah. bad manager. I still like to see him. With, uh, with fight, fight. They haven't won since February. Yeah. Five games on the bounce they've lost. Their next two games against Spurs and Man City. Yeah. Followed by Everton, Leicester and Southampton. Yeah. Well, they might get something against Southampton, but I don't see them getting anything against. And it's too late. One win's not enough. So yeah. I think Bournemouth and Norwich are definitely down. So that leaves one left from the two. Villa... I've only scored two points in the last five games since. Um, and, and, and their last win came in January against Watford. So, you know, Villa as well, they've got a couple of draws, but but they need wins. And, and they're, you know, they're four points behind us. But actually, it's like, like minus eight goal difference. It's equivalent to five points. Um, 
I'll and tell when... you what, though, if you go in that last game against Villa, only three points above them, and with like only yeah, you know, I, I get only that. five or six goals better goal difference. But hang on, let's talk about Watford as well. Watford have had only one got one point in the last four games. Guess what? They're also um, in the next um they haven't Morris. won. They haven't won since February. Do you know who, uh, who they beat in February? Liverpool. Yeah, Liverpool. Liverpool 3-0. That's their last win. <laughs> How can you be, beat Liverpool 3-0 and yet you haven't won a game since? Well, look, Norwich Watford. beat Man City, mate. So, if you, you know, there's, there's quirks that are happening. Watford have yeah, got Norwich next. Watford have got to play. They, they play Norwich, Newcastle, West Ham, Man City, Arsenal last game. Yeah. I like you've just said. I think um, we've got to play Burnley, obviously midweek. Then Norwich, then Watford, Man United, uh, Aston Villa. I think there's at least nine points in that for us, and I think we'll finish exactly on the magic forty. Do you disagree? Yeah, I don't. I, I don't think there's nine points gives us thirty nine points, doesn't it? No, we're thirty one. No, are we? Yeah. Yeah. All oh, right. Unless oh, yeah. uh, you, you made me point. doubt myself, yeah. Now. So I forgot about this. This point, I'm thinking, of, I think it looks at the table, yeah, yeah, 31. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know if there's nine points, there possibly could be 10 points. I think no, we'll get a... Norwich, Norwich, Watford, Villa. I, 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 I think this winning know, that, all three because that's very un West Ham, like, though. That's what I They don't want to win. Look, these three haven't won since February. You think they're gonna, oh, yeah, hang on, West Ham, yeah, won. Exactly. yeah they're win, play West Ham. We're struggling against relegation and we beat Chelsea home and away. Games where, mm. naturally, we, if we'd have lost them games, we'd have gone, well, that's what we do. But take them six points off yeah. and, and who's below who? So let's get this right. Yeah. You know, we have lost against lesser teams. That's why we are down now. Yeah. All right. Anyway, let's move on. Um, bit of injury news. Uh, obviously, Noble's back after a hamstring. Masuaku... Training the grass, but I don't think anyone cares whether he comes back or not. Anderson has got a slight injury, slight knock. Apparently, he hasn't just been dropped. He's got a slight knock. And, and of course, the big story, uh, I mean, Snodgrass is still out with his slip disc, <clears throat> is Alain. And, and I know lots of... It came out since uh, last week that uh, Frankfurt had made a complaint to FIFA over a missed payment. I call it a deferred payment. Other people have called it a defaulted payment. Um, well, hold up. And deferred the... sounds like that they've done it by re- arrangement where... If well, let me, let me tell you Frankfurt, what I you understand. And then see... Yeah, you don't complain to FIFA. So, go right. on. The club, Give the, the club senior site. sources, etc., have yeah. said it's a very it's a, it's a, uh, a contractual dispute, but it's confidential, and they won't discuss what it is. Um, what did they tell you? But that's what they told me. Oh. It's um, a confidential. <laughs> but let me tell you what else I've heard outside of the club, right? So that's what I got told. Uh, the money is in the process of being paid or has been paid already. So there will be no FIFA sanctions. We won't be deducted points and we won't be fined and we won't be. Look, when when this happened to us with Diamante, Diamante I can't remember. Is it Alexandro Diamante, was it? Um, Alessandro, yeah. that's it. And he, it took us two years. We didn't get a penny, and then we complained to uh, the Italian football authorities. Nothing. Went to FIFA. Went to the European Court of Arbitration. We finally got paid, but it took us three years to get the money. 
once you own the registration, the player can play for you. And Frankfurt can't do anything beyond go to FIFA and then the Court of Arbitration. But it takes months, if not years, to get something done. This is a dispute. I'm told it's a legitimate dispute. Now, they won't say because they've signed a confidentiality agreement. But this is what I understand, right? It hasn't come from the club. It came from someone else. So I'm just going to say allegedly. My understand is, obviously, we paid a certain amount. Now, now the German club said we paid 75% up front of the 45 million. Other people said we paid 50% up front, which, funny enough, is the fee that we got up front from Marco Anatovic, 22.5 million. Right, it doesn't matter whether we paid fifty percent up front or seventy-five percent up front. There were still a number of um, uh, uh, instalments to come. My understanding is, again, not from the club or a senior source, that the dispute is as simple as this: we were due to pay the instalment of five million four point five. I don't know the exact figure at the end of the season. Right, our definition of the end of the season is the 26th of July when we play Villa. Their definition of the end of the season is the 17th of May when the Premier League was due to finish. So we missed a payment in May over a dispute over when the money should be paid. Right. Right. What What I would say to that is, is that... Bearing in mind that we know that contracts that, that contracts generally run June the thirty first or July the first to June the thirty first is a yearly increment. Therefore, you would have expected West Ham to have paid that bill by June the thirty first. Yeah, but but it wasn't. It was June May. Right, and but my the, understanding the, so is, West and, and really not from the club, just paid but... them the bloody money. But there is, just what, to in, say, on... there's, a, there's only 30 days in June. Just to... Oh, right, yeah, June the 4th. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, 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 see, <laughs> yeah, that's a classic. That slippery classic. lawyer could have slipped that in, <laughs> we'll pay you on June the 31st, mate. And then old Germans probably couldn't translate it properly. And, if you know, that's true, <laughs> right? If, it, if it's true, it's over a contract term between the end of the Premier League season being the 17th of May or the 26th of July. It's just a red letter, isn't it? It's it's a it's yeah, a red bill that we've paid late. Like. That's why I you think know, there's and, more and to it, though. Sorry. I've been told. I know KUMB um, have, have gone with the he's not injured. But let me tell you, right? And I've spoken with loads of people in the club, not just the senior sources, but lots of people in the club. This club cannot keep a bloody secret, right? You think if, if this whole Allaire thing was a conspiracy and he wasn't really injured. you think that West Ham would be able to keep a secret on this? Forget it. No, I believe he's injured. You must agree that. Yeah, no, yeah, I, be- I believe he's injured. But I think there's still something a bit more to it. You know, because no. all this confidentiality stuff, Sean, I'm not being funny. If it was just a case of a disagreement over the date, there's no need for confidentiality. If both so, sides sign a confidentiality agreement, there is. Let me let me tell you one more thing. Um, as Moy said, um, he he obviously didn't travel to Newcastle, which which I knew. Um, he is doubtful for Burnley, but probably on the bench. Whether he will get any minutes remains to be seen. I'm I'm not sure he gets into the team at the moment, but should be fit 
by the Norwich game. I think he And the problem is it comes so fit and fast. I know he, he trained on Friday. The club released two pictures of him training to show the conspiracy theory that he was at Rush Green. Of course, people then started saying, hang on, those pictures are too sunny and it was raining on Friday, so it can't be. <laughs> I mean, come on. Um, and he trained today as well. So the problem is the games are coming too thick and fast to, you know, next game. It, 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 it'll probably be properly available for Norwich, but maybe maybe come on for a few minutes to get a little bit, few minutes on them um, against Burnley, especially if we, if we need a goal. That's um, what I know. But no conspiracy theory. And talking as conspiracy theories, before we move on question time, there's lots of other questions we could do, but I'm going to keep it short. Um, this whole thing about takeover, takeover, takeover. I, I mean, I'm getting bored now. I mean, there's another Trip Smith going, oh, yeah, Trip Smith is it definitely, and I know, I know X got misquoted, but it is not happening. I don't know how many times I've got to say it's the wrong time to take over. No one's going to take over a club before we know where we are next season. Nobody's going to decide. The, the, the owners don't want to sell for under 500 million. They don't want to sell him cheap. Every time I speak to people in the know about Trip Smith putting a, um, a, a consultant together, they just laugh at it and they go, he's, he's a very quiet and reserved man, doesn't like the limelight. It's just not in his character to do this. And they've said, look, those rumours have been round and they're right since day one. When he came in in 2017, rumours are he's come in to take over the club. Nothing happened. Again, America, we, we've heard this. If you go back last three years since 2017, same ones. He keep, in every report, he's called American billionaire. He's not. He's not a billionaire. He's not featured on Forbes' rich list. He's a rich man, and, and he's probably got several hundred million dollars, but he's not a billionaire. He knows a lot of billionaires, but again, if he has got all these billionaires, he's put together this consortium, who are they? Where's the substance? It's pure uh, um, speculation, and people would. I know people like you, Nigel, would like this to happen. But the reality is that if the club is sold, and I've been on this and uh, in the last week, if the club is sold before the 23rd of March 2023, they will have to pay money to Stadium Owners LLDC. If the club is sold for 500 million, the, the the amount is about 61 million. Now you can take off bank debts and shareholder loans, but part of the agreement is that when the club is sold, those shareholder loans need to be paid up. So I'm not really sure. So there's somewhere between 40 million and 61 million that would be paid for that. But don't forget, when you sell your shares, you have to pay capital gains tax as well of 20%. So they've got to shell out another 20% on top of that. They're in no hurry to sell, I haven't been told. Um, if, if they go down to the championship, I see them still funding it. I don't see them selling it. You know, it's like selling your house at the bottom of the market. It won't happen unless you need the money. So wishful thinking by a lot of um, supporters. I've finished my rant now, Nigel. <sighs> no, I'd, 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 I don't disagree with you, to be fair. I'd, I'd, you know, when I see these stories go, oh, not this again, you know, uh, people get, you know, people create accounts and go on websites and say, I know this is definitely happening. You think, no, you don't, mate, because it ain't. You know, <laughs> and yet people people are so desperate for it to happen. I can't say, yeah, yes, I want Golden Sullivan to sell up and leave the club. 
for, for purely personal different reasons generally to what most of people do. That don't mean I just want anyone to buy the club because I think there's enough evidence going on even this week with Wigan that if you just sell the club to the wrong people, you don't know what you're yeah. down in the future. I mean, it looks like Wigan now have been put right. in administration for, for, for a gambling debt. Yeah, it's an absolute scandal, isn't it? That? I was reading up on that. And, you know, uh, yeah, the, there's a great article if people subscribe to The Athletic. Go on there, read the story, the background and everything else. The bloke put it on Twitter. But if, if we're going to relegate it because of a 12-point penalty because they've been put into administration by people that bought them in May, then there's yeah. something definitely crooked about it. Yeah. And that's what happens when you sell to Far East people. Now, if you sell to Americans, there's there's good Americans. If you look at Fenway Group with Liverpool, you can only say they've done well. You could look at the Man United people and think, well, they've took a lot of money out of Man United. But then again, they've still won trophies, haven't they? They're not as successful at the moment. Yeah. But, you know, they owned Man United for six, five, six years under Fergie and won champions, uh, uh, yeah. championships. So... But then there are, you know, there's the Aston Villas and everything, the Randy Learners that bought football clubs, and and the same with the Sunderland bloke um, was was American. But yeah, I mean, look at Villa. I mean, they've spent a shitload of money, hundred odd million, and they're still looking. Um, yeah. they're, they're owned by billionaires as well, and look look what's happened to them. Yeah. So you know, anyway, uh, I just want to mention before we go to think just to promo. You didn't tell me. You did your version, your episode two of Brief History of West Ham. You to celebrate the did I have to tell you? I, know I was. To I be was fair, after world. we fell out after the first episode, I'm not sure I thought I needed to tell you, but anyway. No, but I did do it on Clarence Hugh today. 120 years on I'm Sunday. to you and I. Um, and I put it on Clarence Hugh today with uh, Nigel's video. Really well done. If you want to know how West Ham was really formed uh, 120 years ago yesterday, uh, go and check it out. One thing I forgot to mention on the Newcastle: Have either of you two's been to a pub yet? No, uh, I did. I went to a little local around the corner from me yesterday afternoon. Sat in the garden. I must say, I was very impressed with the setup and yeah. how they dealt with it all. And Could you pay cash? No, you weren't allowed to pay cash. No. You had to order on your phone on their website, and they would bring your drinks to your table. Yeah, but what do the old people do? Um, I don't know. We had a different experience because we were in the Cotswolds, so we were in Sirencester, and we went to. Uh, I went, uh, yeah, but then I moved on to Sirencester. Oh. Um, so I went to a pub called the Crown Inn. Um, you have to first register as you get there, and the person with a visor hands you a disposable uh, menu and a and a, really? uh, a a registration form. No, because you throw it away afterwards because you can't have people using the same menu. Oh, right. So you fill out your registration form. You have to give your name, address, phone number for track and trace in case there's an outbreak later. I'm sure you had to do that, uh, George, yeah? No, we didn't. We didn't. Uh, oh, that's against okay. the law. Don't mention the... I don't think it's compulsory. Um, yeah, it is compulsory. Yeah, it is. Oh, it's part of the agreement. Anyway, <laughs> so this is the funny bit. So we all, a normal person comes up with you know, with a mask and a visor and takes her all. So we order and we get a, a nice Sunday roast and, 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 you know, a pint and uh, a glass of wine for the missus. So we eat and watch in West Ham. But the only strange bit is you have to put your hand up when you need to go to the toilet because there's a one-way system around the pub. It was a small old pub 
and you're only allowed one in, one out to the toilet. So when you want to go to the toilet, you put your hand up and you talk to a servant and go, I need to go to the toilet. And you get given <laughs> a number. And when it's your turn, you get told, right, number four, you can go to the toilet now. And you get an allotted time. I hope you don't go over your time because everybody's going, where is, where's number four? Why is he taking so long in the toilet? Two. There you go. So that's my amusing story of a pub. Anyway. Yeah. That's um, funny. Anyway, uh, anything you want to say about 120 years and your video, uh, Nigel? Oh, after that great build-up of you and your pub story. Dear, <laughs> sorry, dear, well, sorry, we're going to move sorry. on to something so stupid as the issue of methane. Obviously, episode two there, which is, shows you how West Ham United was actually formed. I could just cover briefly the 10 people that um, were the first original 10 directors, seven of which signed the document that put West Ham into being on July the 5th, not July the 4th, as Sean did once claim, um, even though they signed the document on July the 4th, so I get the confusion. So, episode two there. Episode three will be, I'll probably do one every two to three weeks, so episode three will focus on the first footballers. We now move on to the footballers that first played for them, where they came from, where we got them, and how good were they. And also... Uh, the possibility yep. that in 1900, the very first black player uh, or player of colour to play for West Ham played, not as the club say, in 1962 mm. with John Charles. Yeah. Oh, talking of that, we got should plug the Jack Leslie campaign yeah. as well, which I did a story on, which you asked me to and I did. And, I did, yeah. And, and put your video did up. Did you talk to the club um, about it? Are the club going to do anything? I did, yeah, yeah. Yeah, what I did. did. I say? Because yeah. it ticks a box. Well, they're looking at it, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think something will happen. Well, let's hope so. Okay, let's talk. Jack Leslie, they're raising the 50, or they want £100,000 to build a statue for him in Plymouth. The reason why he's linked to West Ham is that he was the boot boy when he retired. He came from Canning Town. And when he retired back to the East End of London um, in his 60s or his 50s or 60s, he went and knocked on West Ham's door and said, can I be your boot boy? And Ron Greenwood remembered him and went, yeah, come on then. And he worked for West Ham up until he was 80. Yeah. Done. Although some of the stuff you provided me from the programme also said that Billy Bond said he knew him since 1945, which, of course, I just repeat because um, you sent it to me. But there's someone pointed out, well, that's good, since, <laughs> since well, Billy Bond was born in 1946. Right. Yeah. Well, I don't Listen, I sent you stuff in the programme. I just sent that as background information. I don't know you're going to create content. Well, actually, I'm a bit stupid then, actually. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm realising my stupidity and what I'm saying. <laughs> you something. Anything it's, anything you say to Sean becomes a story. Yeah. And you've obviously created a story out of it and you made yourself look silly. But surely you should yeah. have pointed out, well, actually, it was in West Ham's programme. Mm. Yeah, I should have done. Anyway, £47,000 raised so far, so they're nearly at the halfway point. And I'll just say one last thing about the 120th birthday. When I wrote the story today, and Clarence, to promote your video, thank you. I wrote about a bit, and one of it said, opposite the BP garage, and Nigel wrote to me on WhatsApp and again, where'd you get that from? And I went, a blog you wrote three years ago. I can't have been based in it. He went, oh, it must be right then. Uh, yeah. No, yeah, it was right. It, it was, the way you worded it was like that was the site of the farm, when actually the farm was across the road from it. All right. From okay. the BP right. garage. Anyway. You didn't make that clear. Uh, so I thought you'd right. screwed up again. I just cut it and pasted it from you and took out some yeah. of the incorrect grammar. Um, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, I could talk for loads of clarity his stories, but we're a football podcast and we're talking, we've talked about two games. So I think it's, uh, and, and George's dinner's coming up. So it's time for this. 
it's Facebook Twitter question time where we yeah, ask George what he's having for dinner tonight. Um, what are you having for dinner tonight? I am having uh, Italian sausage pasta with uh, pasta. <laughs> and is your Chelsea supporting or season ticket holder wife making it or have you made it? I've, I've made it. It's in the slow cooker. Oh, and, nice. Uh, I just need to put a bit of pasta on when it's ready. Well, when I'm ready. Well, it's it's not a food podcast. So, Nigel. You um, yeah, I did ask. Yeah. <laughs> Nigel, take it away. <laughs> I'm finally clear. Uh, how are you doing on Super 6? Still number one? Uh, crack on. A week in football is a long time. Seven days ago, it was Moyes out and we're going down. Two games later, Feel Good Factory is rearing its lovely head. What do you say, you wonderful listeners? Blah, 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 blah blow smoke up their ass and they'll, they'll chip in. Uh, it's the Dazzler. He says, hello from the ward. So uh, Dazzler's hello. working. Crack on, Daz. Did, did you clap him um, yesterday at uh, five o'clock? No. What was I doing no. yesterday at five o'clock? I don't know. I was doing something. I don't know. Okay. Um, crack on. Mind you, mind where you put that thermometer, though, mate. That's all I'm saying. Why you, why you typing on the... Uh, podcast he says to be honest he wasn't even watching the game he's resigned to going Dan and but I'd rather feel like I should have had more faith than being optimistic and let Dan uh for Nigel welcome to the podcast as I've reached season five episode 26 where you are introduced as a member of the team uh which means one person taking the piss out of Sean He says, well, that, I think I think you were just continuing on a traditional season one. I don't yeah. think it started then. No, I think it's gone on for a long time. It, it was a bit we more subtle than direct we, in his face, though. Um, we used to get messages about how Sean... How mean you <laughs> were to Sean. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he says, uh, he's got a question, though, for everyone. He says he's getting his hair cut on a Wednesday. So who else Ooh. is looking forward to the same visit? Yeah, I've got mine booked in at 12.55 tomorrow. What, at the same hairdressers where Dazzler's going? Well, I don't know where Dazzler's going. I'm going to Rains Park to Apostles. To be fair, couldn't your missus do it? Because she's just kept the old pudding base and that. Give it a trick, She she did. She's she's cut it twice in lockdown, which is why I'm going to... You've had the same haircut since 1974, Sean, haven't you? Come on. Apart from that brief Arbifa look when you thought you was Billy Idol. Uh, No, I was completely different in the 80s. Oh, was you? Oh, right. So you moved back, so you went from the pudding, like in the the kid, and then you've come back to it. Yeah, I, I went sort of Billy Idol in the 80s and then back to the Pudding. Oh, you yeah. see the picture. Sean, couldn't you do your own hair? You used to be a hairdresser, didn't you? Oh, yeah. I did, hair but, but it's it's quite difficult to do your own hair, actually. If you were going to shave it, yes, but... Difficult yeah, to cut and it. blow yourself, Sean, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> the actress said to the bishop, have you tried, though? Well, you always try, don't you? <laughs> 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 Oh dear. Anyway, on that note, Paul Oakley, uh, uh, our friend in the States, says he hasn't been listening to you gents for a while. Can you do me a solid? I don't know what that means. I could do you a solid if you want, if you want to hang about, mate, um, and explain the Hala situation for me. Sorry if, it's already, sorry if it's already been talked about. Yeah, we just done it, didn't we? Yeah. We did. So basically, he was injured. There is a complaint about money, but that wasn't the reason why he didn't play. Correct. Well <sighs> Martin Rowe. 
evening always says. He says, I have only been listening to the podcast since lockdown and I have enjoyed it. Well, you've got oh, nine years' worth of catching up to do, Mark. Yeah. Uh, to be fair. How many years? Uh, nine. I said. Nine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All nine, yeah. No, I included. Except for the missing episodes. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Season five, episode three. Uh, he says, thank you. And this is the first time he's asking a question, and he would welcome your views on the following. He says, the board are often criticised for lack of ambition and investment. But he disagrees. Oh, there is a red flag to a ball. Recruiting MPs on seven million a year and breaking our transfer record in successive seasons shows their commitment. I'm just going to check his picture, people, to see if it's really Sean. Oh no, don't look like him. Uh, Moyes is often blamed for our position, but I think the blame lies with MP. My God, do you write for Claret and you, Martin, and the poorly balanced squad? What do you think? What do you yeah, think, Yeah, I think he's spot on. Uh, yeah, funny enough, there is an MP story I didn't do, which is MP, who we're still paying, by the way, £8 million a year. He ain't got a new job. Would you is, get a new job? The old one's still paying him? Well, he's getting a new job. He's just about to be announced as the Villarreal uh, boss. The what? Um, Villarreal. 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 Oh, Villarreal. That's it. Um, uh, and if he does... Uh, we can reduce our compensation to him, but no, I believe I agree with reduce Martin. I think he's a very uh, sorry. Do we re- just reduce, reduce it, it because it? Um, it's a difference? Yeah, you have to still wow. pay the difference. Unfortunately, uh, it's the way it goes. It's football. Um, Mourinho's earned a lot more. Anyway, um, Martin's right. Look, everyone needs to take a bit of the blame. So I'm not. I'm not going to be one of those people who just blames Pellegrini. But there is an unbalanced squad and Pellegrini's got a lot to answer for and who's Silius, but so have the board for appointing him in the first place. Yes, I mean... And the fans for demanding a big name manager in the first place. Yeah, I'd get it with the investment because they have put money into the club. You know, mm-hmm. it'd take us hours and, you know, George had missed breakfast, dinner and tea for us discussing who was properly to blame. Uh, well, we'd argue about it because it'd take five minutes for me to point the blame. With the record transfer, breaking of our record transfer, when you get record income, it's easy to break records of transfer spending money. So let's not big them up, Mark, about that, because actually that's nothing for them to be proud of. And considering our best players at the moment are not our record buys, then hence, you know, there's a reason why they they need to be looked at. George? Yeah, I think, as we all know, I side more with Nigel, perhaps not so uh, strongly at times, but definitely nowhere near Sean. Yeah, Frank, well, thank God for that. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Nigel <laughs> moved up five places in Super 6 yeah, and I've got uh, five points with a 1-0. Yeah. He got 14 points. I've got 15, not. but there you go. Oh, I thought I got 16, did I not? Nah, nah. Oh, go on. Dave Jones, Ziggy Stardust. Uh, evening noises. A positive few days indeed. Sue Check and Bowen have been standout for me, and Rice has certainly blossomed and looks far more confident going forward instead of passing backwards or sidewards. Sad to say, I don't think Noble will play so much as a pivotal role any longer. If Rice stays, do you think he will captain the side full time next season? Yes, I do, Dave. George, do you think he will? 
Uh, well, if he stays, yeah. I think the biggest yeah. question is over whether he stays or not. Yeah. Sean? Who stays? Rice. Rice. Will he be captain? Yeah, I mean, that idiot um, Moose said today, you know, Rice is too big f- uh, for West Ham uh, and he thinks he should be sold for £80 million and the money given to Moyes, but not to waste on big-name players. I don't think Rice will go this summer, but of course he will go probably next summer because I don't think anyone's going to pay the money. But um, I'm hoping we're bigging him up by making him captain uh, and and Moyes saying we're going to build a team around you next season. So I'm hoping we get one more season from Rice before we sell him and make mega money. All right. One more season before we cream him off. Anyway. Exactly. Yep. Dave Trevitt. You all right, Dave? How long do we actually think it will last? The good feeling I think he's talking about. Come next season, be the same. Oh, shit. Love the Nigel Khan podcast, though. You're welcome, Dave. <laughs> I think he's talking about the history one. Or, or Iron Genite. Oh, right. Okay. I don't know yeah. if I think to be full-time. In it's uh, it's uh, George's podcast. Yeah, which I always point out, Sean, unlike yourself, <laughs> um, to be fair to me. Yeah, it's all right. In recent, in recent, well, probably years now, it's definitely become more your and Sean's podcast, and I, uh, I'm happy. We're happy to allow that. Nothing can take away the fact that you started it, George. Exactly, you are the exactly. godfather of the podcast. There you go. Paul Sanders, it's the Colonel. He says, "Evening, all Colonel here. What a difference a few points make." Sounds like a song, that doesn't it? Bowen finally looks like a player we have that we can whip in across and players like Fredericks finally putting in a shift. He said, we still look like we've got a soft centre at the back. Do you think we have enough talent in the current squad to concentrate summer spending elsewhere or do we need to refresh? Personally, it might be time to elevate a youth keeper in and maybe we need to spend a replacement for Balboina. So as brief as you can, Sean, uh, where would you strengthen the club next season? Um, obviously, we need a, a, a right back. Uh, we need more than one striker. Um, we need uh, a left back as well, mm. um, and probably a centre back. Get rid, get rid of um, Diop if if Man City want him, and uh, bring in a, another centre back as well. Um, uh, so something in if that will happen. That's what you're saying. Strengthen Strength the defence. I, I think that's we've conceded too many goals. I would, I would certainly strengthen the defence and get a and get one more striker. If 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 he's not going to play a jetty or silver, what's the point of having him on the bench? George, yeah, I'd just like to say I'm quite surprised Sean talks so much sense. Then um, I uh, completely agree with all of that, and I think we should focus on the fullbacks first. I think we've got decent centre-backs if they were to be consistently played together, I'm sure. I mean, the first season we had Balbuena, was it? Yeah, this is his second season, isn't it? Mm. I thought he was, I thought he looked pretty solid, to be honest, and I thought him and Diop were the pairing. Um, So I would focus on spending for full-backs, because I think Cresswell's coming to the end of his peak at the the very least. Masawaku isn't a left-back. And Fredericks, I don't know if he's good enough. And obviously Zabba's gone. And uh, so is Ngakia, isn't he? Yeah, who might end up in Germany. New, new story today. Restorement. 
Sorry. Who? <laughs> Bro, 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 Bro Russia dormant. Borussia dormant. Borussia. Yeah. Borussia. What are they called? Bor- Borussia. Yeah, which is yeah. Uh, an, which is a name <laughs> for basically, which is what I think is something to do with Germany. Obviously, where Germany used to be actually called Prussia, so I think Borussia is an old name for like Germany, and obviously Dortmund because it's where they play. Dortmund. Not not there you go. You know, there you go. Not Dortmund like no mouse. No. <laughs> or Borussia Dortmund. You know, EB already thinks you're a bit of a dickhead. <laughs> to be fair, though, we tend to agree with him. I think he's going to be loving you now, Sean, to be fair. I will look forward Excellent. to his uh, to catch up with him like we do on text every week. I will look forward to his text later, EB. Oh, Excellent. Well, for me, quickly, I'd sell Anderson and Lanzini, get rid of them too, take that money. I hope we've got 30 million extra, plus whatever we get to them. I'll bring in one forward player. Uh, that's bearing in mind keeping everybody else. Just sell them two and a bit of others. I'll bring in a forward player to help with Halau. If he's injured, so Antonio ain't got to take him over. And then I'd bring in a centre-back and I would bring in a right-back and I would chance one more season with Creswell and Masuaku to be fair. I don't think we're going to have a lot of money. Evolution, not revolution. I'll I'll, I'll go one step. We've got no money. Sell to buy. They've got to have 30 million in the kitty. So they're not going to put... So everything they get from the Premier League is not... None of it is going to go in. There is no no kitty. There is no kitty. All money will either be cheap buys, loans this summer or um well, yeah, i can't sell see any. to buy if that is the case well let's, let's judge that whenever you know because it looks like the season judge. won't start till september anyway so the transfer window won't finish till october we'll see what type of squad we've got then but it, it all right you know, let's see it don't look that good christopher kinch he says to be fair if someone adopted us four points going in two games we'd have taken them all day long 22 points thrown away across the season from poor defending, though, doesn't make me too optimistic. And we've turned, and that we've turned any corner. So he's, he's not optimistic that we've turned a corner. And he's not got no renewed confidence that we can definitely stay in the Premier League. Oh, he's not very happy. Come on, Chris. Look on the bright side of life, to be fair. The 22 points he's looking at is that we've obviously um, lost 22 from points winning from winning positions, which is. I think two or three points above the second place team, and funny enough, I think which is Villa. I think when you looked forward at the top five teams that have blown the most points, we're in the bottom four or five. So, which just shows you we're all there for a reason. Charlie Fox says we're going to win the league. We're going to win the league. Now you got to believe us. Now you got to believe us. Now you got to believe us. Uh, we're going to win the league. No further questions. Uh, sounds like something we used to sing back in 1985-86. Been a long time. Ian, grab it. Evening, gents. You all right, mate? Well, four points to two games. Not out of woods yet. Oh, come on. Cheery, cheery. Just one question, really. Why couldn't we have played this well earlier in the season? Bad in, the, oh, in all these years of management at the highest level, is it true Mr Moist has never had back-to-back victories? Uh, no, it's not true. He has managed back-to-back victories. Um, why? Why did you? I'm sure you said that earlier, though. No, I wondered when. I think in in the text, I did wonder when we last had back-to-back victories. 
when we did. Was August, Lucky I didn't write it, a story I... about it. Yeah. I think it was August, wasn't it? It was August, yeah. Yeah. We started quite well, didn't we, this and, season? And, and that's why I didn't fancy us to win against Newcastle. Beep, beep. It's the show for here. It's Mr. Paul Nolan. He said, I would certainly have taken the four points from no six. We would have had enough to stay up. Certainly looking like it with the teams below us not wanting to win. Read the new midfield song. Shut your phone out. Midfield formation. It's not my phone. We used against Chelsea and Newcastle. Is this now the preferred lineup? I believe it is. Will Noble retire and look to move to a coaching role and be used as a brand ambassador? Don't think he will. Do you all think we will beat him from Burnley? Quickly, do you think we'll beat Burnley, George? Uh, I do, 2-1. All right, quickly, Sean? Yeah, 1-0. All right, there you go. Prediction's done. Look at Prediction's that. Two yeah, that. How many wins do we need and how many points? I think we need to get to 39. Um, let me turn my phone off then. Hey. Oh, I don't, I don't know. It might be my phone. I don't know. But let's turn it up and see if it stops. As Sean turns if it, it goes, yeah. at the same time. Just no, I'm not. No. Yeah. Uh, well, you got to keep X informed anyway, ain't you? Uh, do you all think we, yeah, we've done Burnley? But Paul, keep up, mate. We've done that. How many wins do you think we need and how many points? I've always said we need at Three. least 35 points to stay up. Uh, he thinks it could be 37. I think less than that. Uh, thanks to Nigel for being proactive and helping me look for work contracts and the excellent new Facebook page, Amma's Looking for Work. If you're on Facebook, people, and if you're struggling for work, check out uh, Neil Taylor, who does a lot of Facebook longly bowling. He's set up, uh, him and another person have set up, Amma's Looking for Work. It's basically like trust the trader, but for West Ham fans, you can go in there. And if you need work, have a post because you might find someone in the same trade as you that you've never met. It's a fellow West Ham fan. They go, come on, mate, you're good enough for me. Or sign up for read employment. Is that right, Sean? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there you go. Uh, which is a good link, Sean, <laughs> in both ways because Paul's still waiting for your LinkedIn response and, and you work for a oh, company. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, That's yeah. networking for you, isn't it, eh? Yeah, that's all right. right. Let me go into, uh, uh, question go into LinkedIn now. How long does it take to get a program ordered? <laughs> he ordered these for Chelsea last Monday and it's still not turned up. <coughs> well, I don't know. Ask, ask, ask um, Rob Pritchard, who's, who's the program <laughs> editor. Or, or, um, or, um, <laughs> or head of retail. Um, what's his name? Gavin um, Stanley. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Just don't keep on saying that. Oh, it's a, it's a cough. That's not very fair. What? Or, you know, talk to Jake Keith, the customer services. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you can't keep on saying stuff like this. He's just got a cough, hasn't he? I tell no lie. I tell no lie. And people wonder why we're a shit fest off the field, I'll tell you. Right, so all I can say is I bought and paid for all five before before when they announced it, and mine turned up on the day of the game, so I ain't complaining. Uh, question for Nigel, will there be part three of the Amazon history? I've covered that. Yes, there will. There will probably be 52 parts or longer. Cause, you know, wow. They're only five minutes. Until he gets bored again. So, well, you know, I like to do different things, but I will try and do my best to keep this. People seem to be uh, liking it. 
Uh, he said he thought he knew it all, but you have uncovered some interesting facts that he did not know. And that is hence why I'm doing them, because there's a lot of misnomers. And basically half of it is put out by the club, who, if you've just heard my coughs, you will realise why we're so crap at it. Uh, question for George. George? Oh, hello. He says, Ooh. he sees Marion keeps asking you questions about, it might be Marion, but we don't know. He can't complain anyway. About American football. Yeah, he said. Uh, yeah. Do you understand it? Do I understand it? Yes, I do. Yeah, yeah, he does. Yeah, yeah. That's, he says that's it for this week. This vehicle is reversing. There you go. It's to show for people. Uh, and if you've got a business that needs consulting, uh, he's your man. Or if you need some some liquid for your hand, PPE stuff, he's branched out to that. So check out Paul Nolan, and he can get your wipes, your masks, and all your other things that you need. Um, I might have a word of him because I'll, I'll, I'll go through it doing my deliveries. Uh, John Hunt says, evening, boys. Evening. evening. And we are being linked to a young championship players. Surely we need a manager with, with a style of play and a preference to improving players rather than what we have now. There's no style apart from trying to nick a set piece. Dare I say it, like Chelsea have done with Lampard. What's your thoughts? And if so, who? So quickly... Hmm. That's a tough one. How can we do that quickly? Go on, take your chance, George. Do you like the uh, fact that Chelsea had gone to Lampard and he's brought the youth in? Uh, yeah, I do. But we beat them, so it doesn't matter, does it? No. Um, I would say Joe Cole. Why not? Sean? What was the question? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Is no. yes enough? No, just say, yes, say an old player. Just say an old player, Sean. Should we go down the Chelsea route and bring who? in a West Ham manager who, who, who played for the club and who would prefer to bring in youth players and not Moyes, who's Mister, you know, Divering Dave, Mister Negative? Um, Kevin Noland. Kevin Noland. There you go. <laughs> it's an old joke, yeah, Noland. I don't know. I don't know why you say no land because it sounds like Roland, like the girl in Grand yeah. Hill used to say. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Well done. Well, Roland used to go to school around the corner to us. Oh, there you go. I don't think he was a West Ham fan though. And to be fair, a few kids did used to pick on him if they see him out in the street. <laughs> Poor sod. Roland. Roland. Well, that's all you could hear. Roland, if you see him, because uh, he's Turkish, you know. I don't know if you know that. Uh, no, I didn't know that. Yeah. Now. There you go. Turkish. Anyway, move on. George's yeah, dinner. I really. genuinely do. Like, I'm being There's a question coming up, George. Shall I find it, actually? Let's do your question and you can go to dinner. The Maid Marian, he says, uh, question for Nigel. Were you disappointed that no one seemed to get your joke regarding George's favourite meal being sizzling chicken for heaters and talking about last meal before the electric chair? Chicken sizzling one minute and George the next. Was that well, what you meant? That is exactly what I meant, to be oh, fair. Well, yeah, and I did miss that then. There you go. Yeah, but I, I, I belong to the... Uh, <laughs> if you don't buy a raffle ticket, you know, you don't win a prize, jokes. So I tend to buy loads and loads of raffle tickets in the hope I might win one prize. Uh, so that's the school of uh, joke telling. Question for John. It says, how many evening games did you go to without George? Because you refused to leave the house because food took priority over West Ham and it was dinner time. Oh, thanks for that, John. Uh, question for George. 
It seemed that you were disappointed I didn't ask you about Cam Newton. So here goes. Were you surprised that New England had given Cam a one-year contract? <laughs> Surely it would have been best to tank the new season, get our draft pick, and try and draft Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, that would have been a wise strategy, but I was surprised that they'd taken the punt on Cam. Um, on. I'm excited to see how it pans out. Is it restarted, George? Pam for Cam. No, it hasn't September. yet, but it doesn't. it's not meant to, so I think they'll be yeah. all right for September. Nothing's going to go wrong in America, are they? Because no. they've got the virus really under control. Listen, don't worry, they're all ingesting bleach and pouring it in their eyes and, and, and doing mm. whatever. You, you know, thank God they've got such a wonderful, caring president that, that knows what to do in these times of trouble. Before we let George go for the dinner, remember we've got two games, haven't we? Got um, when's the uh, Norwich game? Is it on Saturday or the Sunday? Yeah, you're right. So, what's your prediction with Norwich? Watford, sorry, that's me listening to Sean. It's Watford actually. Watford, uh, right. two 0 We're right. winning. We're winning both. Oh wow, wow! All right, you better go off for your dinner. All right, thank you, gents. Enjoy. Bye. I'll come Bye. back in about 50 minutes and I'll finish my dinner and, yeah, we'll and be say, say goodbye. Yeah, yeah, we'll be yeah, yeah, yeah. See you later. See you later. Question for Sean. Question. Thank you for clearing up that the club get nothing for using Ticketmaster for away tickets, but surely this is inaccurate. I seem to remember that away tickets before this time were allocated due to fans having to send to the ticket office priority points forms by fax, which I do remember, which were then processed correct. by ticket office personnel. Are yes, you saying correct. that there were no redundancies or loss of hours for ticket office staff? If this so, is the answer interesting... is no, who's, actually, who's raising this? Merion, yeah, if the answer is no, is the, is the move to Ticketmaster therefore a saving by Karen with the two R's and pushing the cost from the club to the supporters? Oh, now on Actually, Marion did text me and said, are you back from the Cotswolds? Because uh, I've got a question to ask you. Yeah. So uh, apparently I was very close to him in the Cotswolds, only 35 miles away, and I was going to pop around for tea. But anyway, um, so uh, I remember the fax days, and I used to fax, and we did charge a booking fee. Uh, I don't – was it £1.50? pound? Yeah. To be fair, I used to go to the ticket window, so I never did that. Um, fax thing. I'm trying to remember if there was a booking fee. I mean, I remember doing the fax, but I'm trying to remember if there's a booking fee. But anyway, let me let me uh, uh, clear it up. So, did did we do a wait? Well, it's an interesting... When we moved, and I know this, when we moved, we did make redundancies. Yeah, yeah, we did. To the ticket staff. They didn't need as many people in the ticket office. Uh, twofold. Yeah. One, no sod walks up to the stadium during the week because it's too bleeding yeah. far to get to. You can't park your car like you could at the bowling. So they don't need ticket staff there during the week because it used to be, have a... Ha- Correct. They, they, use, they use casual staff on match days. That's yeah. it. Yeah, so they'll have like one person doing the ticket desk now instead of like four or five. Well, I think there's a bit... Yeah, yeah, I mean... In the week, the ticket yeah. office is more than... They answer the phones, obviously, uh, and that used to be a premium rate, which they got rid of. Look, I guess in the old days, they used to have a premium rate paying for uh, some of this, oh, which so obviously was scrapped. that's why they used the premium rate. Oh, that's, oh, do you know what? There's me feeling bad I criticised them over it. 
and so that used to pay for it but the booking fee used to go to the club so um to answer i don't know the ins and outs but but yes possibly we saved some money to spend on a on a player marian oh, um, when we lived to ticketmaster because what good. people don't forget is every bit of money saved the the Gets club wasted on players. There you go. Don't yeah. Well, you could you could say that, but you, <laughs> they don't pay dividends. Uh, and apart from interest at very reasonable rates, the, the ball don't take out money. <laughs> so there you go. Money gets paid out mostly in players' wages, and if it's not played paid on players' wages, it's paid on Brady's bonus. Sorry, um, on on transfer fees. Um, so there you go. <laughs> you know. You, <laughs> It's it's like the government, right? People go, Ooh, they charge all these taxes. Well, the government only spend their taxes back on us again. You know, they don't just put it in their pocket. It's And it's the same with a club. The money they charge, including what was the booking fee, only gets spent on players' wages and everything else. So what goes around comes around. Or what comes around goes around, whatever it is. Oh, wake up, everyone! Sean's fist. Oh, sorry. <laughs> so I just wanted to do that because I could, I could hear the listeners dropping off there. Nick Harvey, evening, gents. Uh, unexpected evening. four points. <laughs> Brady out, says George there in the background. Well, well, well. Just when I thought relegation was a certainty, the other West Ham turn up versus Chelsea. Yes, the one who's been missing for most of the season. The players looked up to it. Divering Dave's tactics were sound and the players didn't let their heads drop with another farcical VAR decision and going behind. A massive difference having Ogbonna back in defence. He gets his vote for the Am of the Year. I discussed that the other day on Iron United, people where I appear regularly. Uh, Divering Dave's substitutions were a genius. Uh, so to the tune. Great start. But we looked like two games in a week was too much for us. We let them get back in. Second half was crying out for someone to get hold of the game. But we just don't have that person, nor is it Wilshire. Well, he's not getting any game time, is he? It's the positives for me, once again, were Bowen and Suchek. People knock Moyes, but what you've got to remember is that's the two players he's brought in, people. I think we're now likely to survive because of the three points v Chelsea. I agree. And there were three teams a lot worse than us. I definitely agree. Divering Dave will need to have a strong summer window or else we'll be relegation for the next season. Creswell, Masuaku need replacing. We need another centre-back to compete with Ogbonner and Diop in midfield. And we need replacements for Noble, Rice and Lanzini plus a couple of strikers. All with a budget, a diddly squat. He says, who will we end up keeping when we should get rid of them? So, who are we going to keep, Sean, that you think should go? Who are we going to keep? That, uh, well, I think you didn't mention earlier, I think Ajeti will go. Um, I think... No, the question says, who will we end up keeping <laughs> I think we'll keep when Anderson. we should get rid of them? Right. I think we'll keep Anderson. I don't. And I think we'll keep Masuaku. That's the one and I, I think, think we'll keep. And I think we will keep Noble. Well, yeah, we'll keep Noble. Is, is George there, George? I'm here, yes. Yeah, all right. Who, um, who will we keep who that we, we should, get, we should rid get rid of? Felipe Anderson. Yeah. Right. Possibly. <sighs> right, next up. It's a Belinda Kikikikas. No voice today. I'm sort of getting a bit... <coughs> Horse. Uh, evening, Pete, she says. Well, I am shocked. 
Uh, unless you've got her voice, Sean. You, she's waiting for you to ring her up. I was going to ring her. Sorry, it's been a busy week. Sorry. Oh, a busy week. And I, I like to go to the Cotswolds as well. And I yeah. went to Devil's uh, Punch Bowl. You know, it's been a busy week. All right. is, is that is that the name of a club, Sean? Devil's Punch Bowl. No, it's a feature in the Surrey Hills. Oh. Is that, is that another metaphor? Right. George's way, actually, isn't it, George? Yeah. It's not far, yeah. All right. Yeah. Evening, peeps. She says she is shocked. She admits I was doom and gloom, peep, but not asking for Moyes out. More can I put up with him. But I have to say the improvement is vast. Uh, check, she says, not check. She does Sachek. say check. Rice, Bowen and Antonio have been outstanding. And Yarmolenko has been a super sub. He really, He really, in my opinion bring another level creativity to the game. I don't see that build, to be fair. The defending, however, has been pants, and Moyes has to really work on tightening that up for the remainder of the season. But for now, I will enjoy the good feelings. She loves the show. That's four kisses, two for me, one for George, one for you, Sean. I, uh, yeah, I'm gonna send, I am going to get her voice. I'm going to ask her to send a voice memo uh, to me so we can play her voice to say... All right. Let me I'm finish then. And I don't sound Greek. Yeah. She says, P.S. Sean, I'm more than happy to record my voice to put to bed these Greek accent myths or those Nigel's <laughs> comedy accents do make me chuckle. Excellent. I will call, I will, I will contact you, Bill. Yeah. Yeah, say hello. Hello, Matty Pips. It's a me, a Belinda Kakahatis. And I'm a lovely to be listening to more than just a podcast. It's a my favorite podcast when eating the tzatziki. Oh, lovely. So, you know, something like that, perhaps. And talking of favorite Greeks, next up, it's the old bubble himself, Stelios. Hey, Stelios. Cypriot. Greek Cypriot, mate. It's all the same to me. Of course, the list they're Turkish, and I don't want to start a war, people, because believe me, dear, oh dear, you should get two Cypriots in a room together that ain't the same. My life. Uh, what benefit that yeah, Stelios is, is a conspiracy fit? Oh. Well, it's not Sean's phone. It's not Sean's phone. What's that? Is well, your dinner ready? It's Sean's 24-inspired ringtone. Oh, it's X. Hang on a minute. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com work. Shopify.com work. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Talk amongst yourselves. No, we want to listen. Oh, has he muted it? Oh, he said, see that? We'll see. What's we'll ex-Jack Bauer now, is he? Yeah, apparently. Isn't it? Dear, oh Hello, dear. CTU. And it gets his own ringtone. I, I bet we ain't got a ringtone. There's only one way oh. to find out. Yeah, I'll have to. I'll have to stick a ringtone on for Sean. Can you imagine what ringtone could we have for Sean? Um, um, is there a Mr. song called Blobby? Yeah, <laughs> Mr. Blobby. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to set that up for next week because he ain't going to listen to this bit. Blobby, blobby, blobby. Who's that ringing you? Oh, it's Sean. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, he's got the same haircut. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Slow wake room. Fucking crack on. I've got a wake room. Let's let's, let's crack on. Uh, It's Richard Dodds. I'll do you in a minute. He says, all right, me handsomes, uh, Gert Lush, that was, whatever Gert Lush is, it's obviously country talk. Uh, four points, two games, great results. No need for big fat Sam, don't be swearing, Dodds, because I'll cut you, mate. Sean, <laughs> he says, a huge thank you for travelling all the way to Maid Marian's world and delivering the pound fifty he's been craving for so many weeks. <laughs> References Ticketmaster refund. He's got a question for your dad here, George. In hindsight, do you regret last week saying, Sean, this is why you were hated and despised? Because we all know why. <laughs> oh, hang on, I'm back. What, what was oh, that? that was, uh, Dodsey. Dodsey's uh, question. Oh, Dodsey says he's got a huge thank you for you, Sean, for travelling all the way to Tetbury to give Maid Marian his £1.50 back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I should have done, shouldn't I? Yeah, should have done. I yeah. should have done. Yeah. done. Yeah. That would have been great. What uh, was the despised? Bit. Uh, this is, so he was good. Had a question for John. He said, "In hindsight, do you regret last week saying Sean that is why you're hated and despised?" He said, "Because we all know why, actually." Uh, and he's put SLM, which is Sean's life matters. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Hilarious. And then he says, "Do you all agree? It's a bit over the top to wear a face mask like Trevor Brooking and Mark Noble did at the Chelsea game when there is nobody around you." I, I, you know what? I, I did think it was funny that Mark Noble wore a mask that wasn't the club shop one, and he had a really good one with like a gold and. Um, I think he looked a lot better, to be fair, than the, 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 the club shop one. Would you really walk round in that? that I wouldn't know. No, that, it does look like something they've, you know, they've had a load of knickers left over and needed like a quick change. Ah. <sighs> Back to matey peeps and Stelios before we were rudely interrupted by Jack Bowers ringtone for X. So, Sorry. So at least we know what was uh, what was the call since you muted it and we couldn't listen in. Uh Careless talks cost lives. Well, no it's, one's it's nothing for the show. It's nothing for show. So he's just rung you up out of the blue on a Monday night knowing you do your podcast. Yeah, we'll just just chat. How are you? I'm all right. 
Yeah, I'm, yeah. Yeah. Right. I did say to him, I'm recording right now. So. Yeah. All right. But all right, we exchanged pleasantries and... Oh, did you? He asked me saying. I told him saying. He asked me saying. He told me saying. You know, just just a little bit of back sure. and forth. Ah, sure. Is, is, ex, is ex a noble lover? Uh, I think he is, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think he is a noble lover. See that, folks. The cut and thrust of the... In the nose, dear, oh dear, what a, but they, you could make a documentary about that, and it? it'd be great, Sean, we could do a documentary about what's it like to be in the know. <laughs> we'll get, I'll have a word with Len. I think Len the problem is, I've told you this before, Yeah. sometimes it's better not know no. how sausages no. are made, Don't it's just, just enjoy them. Well, perhaps Len could get Gio to fry up some sausages while you put money into the fruit machine, and... <laughs> And see what we come up with. Anyway, back to Stelios. What benefit, he says, does Trip Smith get for having 10% stake in the football team that isn't bringing in any profit? Is this individual likely to be setting himself up to buy a bigger stake in the club so that he's in a better position for a takeover in 2023? Do you know what the the answer may be yes. I, I I've told you before. He's not a billionaire. He's not got the finances to take West Ham over on his own. Now in 2023, is he playing a long game? I don't know. I only can tell you about the here and now. Um, could he put a consultant consortium together in the future? Possibly. He he was he he was one of the founders of uh, what became Blackstone, which which is one of the biggest property. Uh, asset companies in, in the world. In fact, that's how we got to know David Sullivan. Uh, and, and they were acquaintances, even though uh, Karen Brady was given a £438,000 bonus as a finder's fee. They knew each other already. I don't get that. Anyway, moving on from that, I'll never say never, but all I can tell you now is he's been rumoured for three years. There's been no move. Of course, any any 10% shareholder could be a future uh, predator. But my understanding is that is not happening now. It is not imminent. Who knows in another three years' time? Um, but but as I said, there has to be substance. We have to hear who are these billionaires who are gonna from America who are gonna throw their hat in the ring along with Trip Smith. Let's wait and see. Fantastic. Uh, yeah, I think for me, but if by buying the ten percent, it puts his foot in the door, and he gets to find out what's going on from the inside. Because as a shareholder, uh, he will be entitled to attend like the AGM and get a full divulgence, would he not? Yes, he does. He he, he also gets a ten percent gets gets auditing rights. Yeah, um, that's, that's, as well. that's what I'm saying. So therefore, he gets to see the true picture of what's going but, on. But but, but um, do you know what? There's there's not you know he could do his due diligence. It's not. It's not rocket science where the money goes. No, but look, and if the surely it's better if the club is sold for fifty club, million, you think you're going to buy it? It's surely it's better to be inside and see how it's run. It's it's interesting, right? Because it it really depends on how. Someone asked me yesterday how how much money um, the the board put in, right? Bought their shares for, and and the answer I give is from the first tranche of about fifty two and a half million. My my understanding is about half of that went into the club as cash because the club had no cash. And the other 50% of that, about 26 million or and whatever, went to the Icelandics, right? <clears throat> then on the second tranche, they paid 8 million. Again, public record, uh, 4 million went to the Icelandics, 4 million went 
um, to the club. Then there's the last tranche of, I think, so that took them to 60%. Then they bought another 86%. And again, what happened there oh, was... Another 86%. No, no, they they bought they sorry not eighty percent they took it to eighty six percent they they bought the other thirty six percent so 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 they'd already bought sixty percent they bought another um twenty thirty twenty six percent that's right twenty six percent and and at this point they gave them it was really weird they paid or David Sullivan in particular paid for it gave them the money twenty six thirty million whatever it was and they immediately loaned it back to the club. So they gave he gave the money to them and they loaned it back as a loan. To the Icelandics. The Icelandics then loaned it back to us as a loan. So we financed our own loan. So that's how the third tranche happened. Obviously, the Harris um, family, Brown. Um, Brown, and a little bit of Karen Brady was given a few shoot yeah. through share. Few shares were were paid about four million for their three point eight percent. And that's how much. It's been funded, but a lot of the money paid for shares went in as cash. This, now, that doesn't matter. They my, still paid that money out. This is my uneducated uh, take on it, is that, that I believe that there's a rule in, in the club that when you buy shares, that the money that you pay, you have to invest the same amount. Hence why Trip Smith, when he bought his 10%, then put in the same amount of money. So I yeah. suspect, and there's no he way... He paid nine and a half million. West Ham's uh, accounts at the time won't display how much Golden Sullivan paid for the club because it was them buying into it. So their company accounts would say what they paid for the club and divulge it. And of course, they're not a public limited company, so you can't see those accounts. They're private. So I Well, no, those accounts are on company's no, house. They, 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 how they bought the club? Well... They didn't put it through uh, the various vehicles they had. They had put a lot of loans. Yeah, no, I'm talking about when they bought the club. So when they bought the club, it was animated. They bought 50% for 50-odd million and then... 52 and a half, yeah. Yeah, but well, what I suspect is, as I say, is that actually the the Icelandics probably valued the club around 50 million. They bought 50% of it and got control, were given control by the Icelandics. They put another... Uh, capital working in there was 26 million yeah once with paul pescalido back at the time where he said west ham you know the owners never paid 50 million for the club down he paid 20 odd million for it and i think that's where yeah yeah, but that that is followed to be fair that's followed when they bought the extra 10 percent it's always been you're right that's 50 50 it's a rule that they have to put in i think when the when uh the Brand and the other people, the electrical people, bought in. They had to do the same. So the thing is, when they bought the club, the deal I believe was Sultan was we'll buy fifty percent off of you. You keep fifty percent, and once we've moved to Olympic Stadium and we've built the club back into this super club, as they promised, or not as they promised, as they hoped they would do, that that fifty percent would be worth far more, and you'll get your money back that way. Yeah, well, Trip Smith, funny enough, if he did pay nine and a half million for his ten percent shareholding, good deal, by the way. Uh, he loaned nine and a half percent, sorry, nine and a half million to the club, yeah, uh, interest free. But is his payable back? And this is the argument I've been having with people: is at some point, you know, people yeah, are saying, oh, oh you can offload, you know, you can, 
later, you know, as part of it, you can take off shareholder loans, etc. Well, a lot of these shareholder loans are payable on the sale of the club. Hmm. So um, it's not all deductible as, as some people. Some people think that they could sell. I mean, this share issue, as you probably know, since last time we recorded on the 1st of July, the £30 million share issue went through and people go, oh, they're, they're, uh, they're sell um, um, Philippe Anderson and pay back the money of the 30 million that they loaned the club. No, they didn't loan the money to the club. They did a rights issue. Oh, so yeah. what they did is they issued 750 new shares at £40,000 each, £30 million, each shareholder taking the same percentage. So they bought more shares, but actually all they've ended up with is the same percentage as they did already. Yeah. So they've bought something they've already bought, and no, it's not repayable because it's shares. Yeah. So, so what, what they just... I did explain to this, I think, to your friend Andy Austin on Twitter, um, <laughs> who I think he accepted it, is that actually they, they've just put the money into the club. What, 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 they, what they've actually done is they've done something they've been accused of never doing, which is yeah. funded the club. The club needed Yeah, they have funded pounds. the club. This is, a cash in, this is purely a cash injection. They will never see that money again. They've not increased the value of the club. No. They've been, nope, agreed. They've, you know, so actually, what they've done is they've put thirty million at the club. They won't get back. Correct. Well done. Yeah. Well done. As saviors. Well, you know, you still never get me to say that. I, you know, in the day when you own a business, you have to do what you have to do to keep it on. What thousands and thousands? I'm sure you know Roger Reed or whatever his name is, uh, who, who, who owns Reed Employment, would have had to do the same if if you lot were in trouble. It's sort of striking the government up. But anyway, it's another story. Uh, <sighs> Stelios goes on. He said, if Moyes had lost to Newcastle, we would have made the wrong kind of history by losing eight away games in a succession, which we believe is a record. Even though I don't know when the last time we lost seven. Do you know when did we lose seven away games on the trot? No, I don't. Oh, right. Okay, long pause. Satellite delay, people. Uh, anyway, he says, will the board give him enough time by extending his contract. I think it depends how he gets on next season, to be fair, people. Because if we're playing crap and we're down the bottom, it's easy to sack him in January when we've only got, you know, four or five. We can have Eddie Howe, Sean Dyche, you know, we're, we're, any of them. And he said, if you, had a, if you had a choice as to which West Ham icon should be commemorated with a statue, this is something we discussed last night, uh, at Irons United, over on their YouTube channel, people, check it out. It's really good. I'm sort of on there now. Uh, who would you of course, you mention that more than I mentioned Clarence and you. I know. Well, I thought I'd get in, you know, because, you know, this is actually good. Um, Next, you'll be asking for patrons. Uh, oh, that's not my road I would ever walk down. Uh, <laughs> I don't think people would pay for me to do anything, to be fair, apart from go away. Uh, finally, right, so you pick one person to have a statue from West Ham, player, manager, or anyone else. Who hasn't got a statue already? Well, no one's got a statue or, or planned at West Ham. Well, well, well they have because Billy Bonds Billy uh, in Green Street. Oh, sorry, um, uh, oh. Billy, um, Bobby Moore, Jeffers, and Martin Peters. Well, that's not Green even in Street Green still. Street. It's on the Barking Road, but we don't play <sighs> there no more. But, so, all right. So they're going to get another one anyway. So let's leave those out. Um, I would go for and Jack Leslie's going to get one. My favourite boot man. So I would go for. Uh, oh, it's difficult. Apart from Billy Bonds, who's got his own stand, so I don't really... And Trevor Brookin, who's got his own stand. Uh, 
Frank Lamb. I'm going to go for someone who never would get recognised in any other way. Frank Lampard Senior. Don't think he gets recognised enough. There's a reason for that, Sean. Uh, Why? <laughs> I've got a lot of stories about him, mate. None of them pay. Oh, really? Well, I, I, I like, where's my bill? But, we, you know, I'm, I'm not allowed to go down that way. Oh, he never paid you, did he? No, he never. He not you. Uh, he did. Not me. Um, so, uh, for Harry me, Redknapp. Harry Redknapp. <laughs> I think you, Sean. I'd like to see the statue of you. Most popular, well, uh, 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 most popular, uh, sorry, not most, most successful West Ham manager. I mean, we, we could get you, we could get, uh, uh, we could get, you know, you made with uh, David Gold and David Sullivan. And let's face it, we could have it life-size and it wouldn't need a lot of metal between the three of you. Oof. Anyway. Isn't it? That, 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 that's, How many more we got? Some, isn't it? So, well, I've sort of got out of kink because George is going early. We, I don't want to miss people out, so we go to Luke Head now, uh, which is my favourite person with two first names. Got to watch, well, not my favourite, obviously, because Michael Levy Jr., but Michael Levy's not two first names. Uh, he's got to watch at least part of both matches, he says, but lack of sports TV in the US means even West Ham gets TV time. Uh, he Ooh, thought wow. the Irons looked more aggressive in the middle than their previous matches, and that made all the difference, even though it's funny because we didn't have no ball. He's possibly our most aggressive midfielder. Second goal against Newcastle was obviously a brain fart, yeah, from uh, four nails. But overall, better level of effort. A few more winnable games coming up. We stay up first, solve the other problems later. Take care, fellas. Be safe, Luke, Ed, over in the good old US of A. Happy whatever day they call it. What do they call it? Independence Day? Independence Day. Yeah, just because they don't drink tea anymore. <laughs> and what a day to celebrate. Uh, Tony Gardner. Uh, sorry, I'll start again. Tony Garner. Let's get his name right. I'm not sure. We are far from safe, if you saw Villa against Liverpool. We could only dream of playing that good. And Burnley, that's going to be hard. And if we do stay up, having Moyes for a manager means relegation battle again next season. Uh, I get what you're saying, Tony, but, but, you know, Villa are playing well, but not winning. So I think we're all right, mate. Honestly, I do. I, I think realistically 34, 35 points. We have stayed up with 35 points, people. And of course, everybody normally chucks on me. We went down with 42, but, you know, hey-ho. Tom Kelly. How are you doing, Tom? He said, those who were Moyes out now are singing the praises of Brown and Suchek and the setup. We have played, even with no Aller and Anderson. Where did we get all these fickle people from? I don't know, Tom. I'm with you, mate. But hey, it makes for fun reading. Moyes will buy more in the summer, clear out some rot and be expecting to see him to take more championship players like Bowen and make them work. I'm with you there, Tom. Someone that sings off the... Uh, it's uh, talking to Michael Levy Jr. And he does but appear and hello to your dad, Michael Levy. Hi, always said, well, that's more like it. Actually getting some crosses in the box and some shots at goal. I think we agreed a noble situation. Um, Oh, sorry. <laughs> I think he agrees the noble situation was a strange one and he thinks Moyes was expecting Yarmolenko to do the exact same script against Newcastle with this against Chelsea like he'd found a magic button. He thinks Rice is phenomenal and Bowen is a real fine. Definitely with you there. Maybe, just maybe, we can do this. 
keep the faith there, Mike. We're going to be all right. Looking forward to having a beer with John in sunny Tenerife. August, he'll be over. Oh, and Nigel, you said last week you wanted me to hear me sing, so I've attached a link to me and a friend, colleague, singing Ma- uh, Marvin Gaye and a Tammy Terrell Motown classic. There you go, people. We'll have a look on here. He's put it on there, singing Ain't No Man in High Enough. So I'll see if I can get it to play. Yeah. You all right with this? Yeah. Let's turn it up. People, this is... Only, what... only a short clip. By the way, I'm off to Malaga. Just bought my flight Shut to Malaga up, sing. in August. Ooh. Excellent. That's good, isn't it? Yeah. That's Hayley yeah. Butler, people. Michael so... Levy Jr. and Hayley Butler. I'm off to Malaga or Fingerola in uh, in August. So any Malaga hammers, let me know. And uh, I'll have a socially distanced drink with you. There you go. He's good. He's yeah. good. I'm going to share that. I'm going to share that with yeah. you, Mike. That is brilliant. Well done. I do like my Motown. Uh, evening, gents, says Ed Hughes. He said, amazing what a small dose of confidence has done. Looks more likely we'll be in the Premier League next season, but we're still lots of work needed by the board and Moyes to, offend, to avoid being this end of the table in 2021. But it doesn't look like we have the funds to do a lot. Well, this is the you know the big dilemma we've got. Have the bailiffs turned up to repossess Halley yet, Sean? No. No. And um, to be fair, uh, if any bailiffs are out there and need a locksmith, I am available. And uh, I'm a damn fine locksmith if I do say so my belt. I've got into some very tight situations and out of them. Uh, and last but not least, it's old Happy Chops himself, Lewis Aaron Trout. Oh. I love his outtake because he's so positive. Well, we could still go down, he says. We're far from still great. If we lose to Watford, we're back in it. And Burnley won't be easy on Wednesday. He's seen better defending by a bunch of kids down the park. But at least we're good going forward. See, I told you he was being positive. Uh, Lanzini is not only to be chopped, he's got to be sold. Well, we will agree there. Apparently, he's never rated him. Far too inconsistent, always has been. I do like your cheerly outbook on life, Lou. Oh, just a couple more. Pens. And there? No. Just, oh. Just a couple more. Just a couple more. Just a couple more. But you, you threw me all out. You threw me all out. Oh, dear. Uh, Should I do a quick Super 6 while you oh, compose yourself? Way good, because he's way good. Uh, evening, gents. Two good performances. Two points lost as well. I disagree. Any away point is a bonus. And what is it about? Is that X again? What is it about the left wing for us? Is that where we stick the passengers? <laughs> oh. That being said, what would be the reasonable price to sell Lanzini and Anderson? I'll tell you what, if we can get 30 million for the boat of them, I'll take it. Dan Perry. Am I the only one that thought Lanzini was okay? Well, having read all the other comments, Dan, I think you're on your own, son. Yeah. Uh, he, he, he didn't get a very good rating. No, he's not on the player uh, but I'd rather give the guy some time in the team playing at 10 than having Noble in the role with Rice and Fournells behind. He's not a Noble waiter, by the way, but I think we need to use him sensibly. I agree. And not at 10. Definitely agree. 
Also, not sure, sure why people were calling for Yarmolenko to start. We know the guy's injury-prone, and we've seen evidence of him not making an impact when starting, hence why I get my downer on him. Because I've, I've not, I'm not saying he's a bad player. I've just never like seen anything, really, that I thought, yeah, I like him. Um, he don't make an impact when starting. So what's the problem with retaining the guy as a 70-minute-plus impact sub? If we do that, then we have a dangerous player who can impact games, push him far too much, and you get nothing out of the guy. And Sean, that does end if this week's Facebook questions. So we haven't done it for a while, but let's just look at uh, Super 6. So I'm going to start from number 11, because friend of the show, uh, Richard Dodds, uh, has, has done very well to get into 11th place. He's not quite top 10. But 437, just two points off the top 10. 10th place, Clive Snow. I was going to say Snowden, but it's Soden or or Soden uh, on, on 439. Martin Samuels, I don't know if that's a journalist, on 441 in 9th. Phil Walker, 444 uh, in 8th, the same as Mark Watt on 444. 6th place, Adam Darlington, also on 444. Uh, the Pope, Simon Pope, the Pontiff, 446. Our friend Keith Milton in fourth place on 462. And it's getting really tight because joint second, Keith Fowler and Tim Sharman uh, on 463. But still at number one, uh, some 18 points ahead on 481 uh, is uh, myself. Um, although, uh, and I scored 15 this week, uh, Kevin in second place didn't score anything. I think Tim scored, what did he score? He scored actually 11 points. Um, but you did all right. You got, how many points did you get? Um, 14. Nigel, you're up to 45th. 14, yeah, I made the top 15. I made the top yeah. half, which, which is so probably what, was So what bad. do I get if I, I'm, I'm not counting my chickens or getting complacent, but what do I win if I win the uh, Super Six League, well, look, I'll count your chicken, mate. You get zero, yeah, because that's what. You Why? Get. You. Uh... That's not fair. It's an open competition. The terms and conditions didn't say if a presenter wins it, you're not going to give tell it. You out. I'll let you. I'll tell you. What I'll give you. I'll give you uh, oh, something from the bowling, like a media high buy. No, I've I've got one of them for you here. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're going to give me back something I'm a, I haven't given to you yet. Yeah, from four years ago that you said you was going to give to yeah, me four years ago. It's still safe. It's in a black yeah. black sack. All yeah, waiting I'll for know. you. I'll it will come once once lockdowns yeah. ended. Anyway, well, there's two predictions. You can collect a prize. How about that? But but Tim Keith, come on, people, help me <laughs> out here. We all know what size head this man's got. Can we really put up with him? He will milk. Even you. Do you know what? If you talked me out, I I could have scored 20 (sighs) points. On some of my, I actually mixed it up a bit and did two nils and three nils. But if I'd have done one nil on all of my my ones last week, I would have scored another six points. And instead of getting 15, I got up 21. Uh, I went for some two nils and three nils. And if I'd have stayed with my one nil, I would have got 21 points, but I only got 15. Thanks to you and you bullying me on my one nil strategy, but I see you got five, you's got five points uh, by, by doing the one nil strategy as well. Five, I've got two five points, but they weren't both one nil games. I don't believe. One, one was a three nil, one was a one nil. There you go. Right. Of course, I might think a game's going to be one nil, but what I don't do is pick every game to be one nil. 
Yeah. Away win. Because uh, you've worked out that. Right, let's not have a bust up. Yeah. Not over this anyway. Um, um. Uh, uh, you still haven't, you bear grudges. You still haven't <laughs> forgiven me about them. Get over it. Did, talking of bust-ups, oh. did, did you so, see. So the, the, the missus thought we'd had a proper falling out because she said it was quite. Oh, really? And I said, you ain't heard from another boy the weekend. And I said, well, he's <laughs> with his missus. She went, oh, yeah. And she had a look and she went, yeah, he takes her somewhere nice. So thanks for that. Oh, <laughs> do you know what? I nearly com- I think I liked her uh, uh, um, uh, comment. <laughs> she said, and it just made me think of you. She um, so she she wrote a comment with saying, uh, it, or liked a comment or shared a comment that said, "Do you know how many times I've heard I worked at that house? I worked at that house. I did work at that house. Did you say that to Sam a lot?" Well, the thing is, when you've worked. Like I have worked all over London and the southeast of England. So generally when we're driving through somewhere, you know, I go like I have worked there. So I can go, oh, do you see that? Like if you go if you've been to the crocodile house at London Zoo, have a look at that burger alarm. Because that was the best five days work I've ever done. That was quality. I you know. I, I got to walk around the zoo when it was shut, because the lions are awake people, but that's when you go home. So when you're there during the day, the lions are asleep. You lot all clear out. Five thirty, they're roaring like a good one. Mm. It was it was fantastic. I got a, I got to feed snakes with dead rats and and crap like that, and, and told you just don't put it in and give it to them. You have to make them come and take it off you. You know, that was an experience. Yeah. So yeah. if you've been into the reptile house in London Zoo, as you walk in, look at the alarm. That's uh, that's one of mine. But yeah, I've yeah. done, you know. We're at 150. I, f- I feel we must fill to two hours just to, you know, we're so close. I, I was just thought we'd hang it out, but Jules should come back and go. Yeah, well, you two here? stories. So the first story, um, uh, did you see, have you seen the video yet? I've just put it up. Faguli and, and uh, Da Costa. No, two, you, two you texted me and said, have you seen this? And I was like, no. So so you've got Faguli. Um, this is a VAR story. So you've got, um, it's all the Clarence and Hugh. Um, oh. So, so it's oh, on BT Sport. People, don't go there. It's advertising. So it, it, it's De Costa brings down Faguli for Galatasaray. I forget who De Costa plays for now. I thought he must be about forty, but he's thirty-four. Do you remember Manuel De Costa? Yeah, yeah. We had him uh, uh, prior to relegation, wasn't it? Didn't we? Two thousand seven, two thousand or two thousand eight, two thousand nine. Manuel De Costa. Two thousand nine. Well done. Oh, well done. Oh, look at that. Didn't even look it up. He signed a three-year contract in two thousand and nine as part of a deal that took Savio to Florentina. All right. That's he right, 35 yeah. games in all competitions, score four goals, including two against Stoke and one against Everton. Um, I think there was... Didn't he get in some kind of trouble? Maybe we can't talk about that. No? No, maybe we shouldn't talk about that. Oh, no, yeah. Um, he did, didn't he? Do you remember? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, let's not talk about that. Uh, Faguli uh, joined from... Where did he join from? Um, Valencia on a free transfer. Uh, and then we sold him to Galatasaray for four million. One of the few times we've actually made some money. Um, although he did get, I think, a three point one million pound signing on fee. So, so anyway, tell the story. Uh, De Costa brings him down, <laughs> and he just he just like kung fu kicks him while he's down on the floor with his studs right in uh, De Costa's stomach, and uh, and it caught on VAR, 
calls over to VAR, looks at it, gets sent off. I mean, it, it is how we thought he would get away with that. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't know why I mentioned that. It was a, it's a West Ham story, and and you know me, I write anything with a West Ham story. How about the story? Here's one for you: the moose, Ian Abrahams. Is he right or not to state the bleeding obvious that where the the rice is too good for us? And uh, we should sell him for eighty million, and give the money to David Moyes to spend wisely. I mean, he's, he's not liked anyway, is he? Oh, Moyes. No. Say that again. <laughs> the moose. Zoom. out there. So I was looking at a statue of Dixie Dean. Go on. Oh, what what Moose has said. Well, yeah. you know what? There's a bit of me. The, the only bit I disagree with is that oh, Moyes is far too good for us and everything else. I don't think he's far too good for us. And I think if we're looking to push on, we've got to keep him. He's got to be a catalyst. You know, I, I, I can see him at Chelsea in the next two or three seasons or at Man United, to be fair. I can see him there. At, at some point, you know, it's, it's an old adage, isn't it? You know, do we hold back a player? It depends on the player. If he's that good, you know, a bit like Rio. Rio was that good, you know, I wanted him to go and win the title in the Champions League because he was that yeah. good. And he did the right thing at the club and did it the right way. So I feel the same with Declan. That at some point, when he's playing for England and everything else, I think I want him to go on and win the title and win the Champions League and, and be in a good team. And you never know, like with Joe Cole, I loved it when you know when Joe went off and won the title yeah. and everything. I was pleased for him because his his talent was being rewarded, and he was never going to do it with us because you know we we did what we usually do instead of building around him. It'll be, I, I don't this season though. I've disagree. I don't think now's the time because let's keep him. Let's see if we can do something. I I think a top six. Oh, oh sorry, not top six. I think a sixth place spot. We're not far off of it. If you take the teams from seventh spot down to where we are, there's not a lot in it, realistically, performance-wise. Points-wise, yeah, you know. It only needs a bit of improvement, and we could be up there. You know, we've dropped 22 points from leading positions. So yeah, true. Let's say let's half that and say, let's say we'd only dropped 10 or 11. Where would that put us in that? You know, yeah. ninth, tenth spot position, only seven or eight points from there. So there's not a lot of effort required. Sorting out the defence is something that I've long since said. You know, West Ham. When you look at the clubs that have played more than twenty seasons in the Premier League, West Ham's goal difference is something like minus two hundred and something for Premier League football. Yeah, yeah, it I is by saying. far and away the worst out of any of the regular Premier League teams. And that's always been, you know, to only have one season in nearly 40, in 30-odd years of positive goal difference is scandalous, really. Like, in the yeah. top flight, obviously, when we've been promoted. but So, therefore, that's what we've got to do. So, I do disagree with the Moose in that he, he's not too good for us. I think we can do something. I think he's right with the value, though. And I, I know TalkSport listeners were all valuing him at half that. But the problem is, everybody could have halved in price, couldn't they? 
because of what's going on. Yeah. We don't know what the market it's, is. It's interesting. Like. Actually, Jacob Steinberg, who's a West Ham fan, uh, who writes The Guardian, fun, um, and he also is the correspondent for Chelsea. And I know, you know me and Jacob, I know him quite well. He's got a lot of grief for actually sticking up for Moyes lately and, and blaming it on Pellegrini. Uh, and saying he's, he's the right manager. So it's it's funny how things turn around. I don't know if you know what um, Moy said last week, but this is before the... He said West Ham has... A, he was asked about the 120th, uh, 25th anniversary, not the 120 you recognise. West Ham has a fantastic history, but we what we want is a new history, and I want a chance to build a new history. Uh, I want to create something that gives us feeling of hope for the future. The big thing is to win our next four or five games to make sure we're a Premier League club. If we do that, we can start building a new history and I want to be the guy to do it. I have a lot of ideas and thoughts where I want to take this club. Uh, if I can do that, I have to mention there have been some other believable managers and players in the club that are recognised worldwide. So he was, he was ridiculed because he said this before the Chelsea one, but he wants to build his new history. Should he be given a chance? The funny thing is, luckily, where we do a podcast, I can point back to it. If we look back to before we appointed Pellegrini and when it looked like the thing, I argued that actually Moyes had earned the right to, uh, it kept us up. I think he took us to 13th or 14th spot. I think it was, yeah. it, it was, so I thought he'd earned the right to then go into next season and that West Ham did what they typically do, behave disgracefully or behave badly in the way they got rid of a manager, showed a distinct lack of loyalty, um, which this club shouldn't do. So, yeah. again, this season, Moyes, you know, I've said it time and time again, this is not Moyes' team. The, the two players Moyes can point at that have come into the club under his watch, this time ignore Hugo, if we ignore Hugo, is Suchek and Bowen, and everybody's raving about Suchek and Bowen. Mm. So, therefore, you can say, well, if they're the best two players and he's kept us up and, and got us out of the mess that, you know, MP or the owners combined, I would say, all of them got us into this mess, then, for me, loyalty says you give him another chance. Now, he's got a year contract right. left. You know, you can see where you are in six months. You know, and, and okay. Well, we filled enough. We've only got ninety seconds left. Right, yeah. I was going to talk about Roberto signing an extension to the twentieth of July. He may stay in in Spain for the final year in the contract. We've run out to talk about that. So let's do your quick predictions. So we've got um, uh, Burnley followed by Watford. Quick predictions. Uh, Burnley win. Watford draw. Another four points. Uh, I will go for two one nil wins. I think we can turn over Burnley at home. Uh, no supporters to have a riot this time. And uh, and I think we can beat Watford as well. We've got really not one. Uh, I have been Sean. Nigel has been... Yeah, chipper. And uh, George is having his dinner. Come on, you irons. Bye. Bobby Moore. More than just a podcast. Check me out on Iron tonight. I'll be appearing probably on Wednesday. Is that what I can say? Yeah. Yeah. That was wonderful.
wonderful. Bravo. I loved it. Oh, it was great. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 